Hello and welcome to another special All Villa No Filler. Me and Frankie are back to discuss two things in particular that have got the tongues of Villa fans wagging. The plans for a new crest and the Villa Park redevelopment proposals. We'll ask all the key questions like, should the club crest be round again? And should we take inspiration from Birmingham City and paint a mural to a youth player who played one season for us before moving to Borussia Dortmund? Carney Chukwameka really starting to look like the standout candidate there. Anyway, stick around. That's all to come in a moment. But before we dive into all that, Frankie, I did see you went to a Red Hot Chili Peppers gig this week. I'm assuming you dove headfirst into a mosh pit. Oh, I absolutely did. Um, It was actually, I watched it at the West Ham ground. So um, basically there was a mosh pit. I was standing in the middle of the pitch and there was a mosh pit going on right next to me. And basically I got enveloped in it. And my footballer instinct kicked in and I just dived to the floor. I was kind of, I was giving it, you know, giving it like getting on the floor, peeking through my eyebrow, my eye and my fingers, just screaming for the ref, waving the imaginary card. Um, but no one paid attention. They just carried on giving me a bit of that. Um, and then otherwise, uh, also, because it was at the West Ham grounds, you know, everybody's focused on the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, iconic band. And I was just looking around at everyone going like, West Ham are not the academy of football. That's just a, mm. that's a ridiculous claim. You know what? We are. Yeah. And everyone's looking at me like, I just want to sing along to Californication. Like, what, what, do you, what are you talking about? Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was great though. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, it sort of took me back to the, um, the golden era of my life, the 90s, yeah. you yeah. know, Super yeah. Nintendo's N64s, Blink 182, Red Hot Chili Peppers, WWF wrestling as it was known back then. Uh, and our Aston Villa been a really good side at periods of the nineties. So yeah, it was a it was a nice nostalgia trip. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I imagine the West Ham ground is probably used to uh, having a mosh pit kind of going on in the middle of it after the protests uh, against yeah. the owners a couple of years ago. Do you remember that? Oh guy yeah, running, guy running onto the pitch. I think um, who escorted him off off the pitch? Was Mark it, Noble was it? was it? Mark Noble yeah, got involved him. in it, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Mark, you know, Mark Noble was there after the mosh pit, cleaning up, cleaning every, all the rubbish up with a broom, <laughs> and then like all football twitters like that's class. That is that's, that's class. class. That's a classy <laughs> touch. But, yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, very classic. nice. Give over. Yeah, so very nice. Well, well, there we are. I mean, West Ham have had their developments, their new ground. Well, it's, I think it's time to talk about ours. Uh, Ooh, then. Yeah. It's a good time to talk about it. Let's dig in to the big developments this week. Uh, first of all, Villa have announced it's launched a pre-application planning consultation, whatever that means, as part of its long-term <laughs> vision for Villa Park and the surrounding area. God, what a load of guff those four words are. Um, the first phase of those plans could see a rebuild of the North Stand, which would connect the Trinity Stand, filling in those sides, and take capacity past 50,000. And both those stands would also see a big investment in the hospitality areas. Uh, The club also wants to construct what Christian Perslow has called a multi-use building on the site that's currently used as the car park behind the North Stand. So that would include retail facilities, cafes, bars, restaurants, and a fan zone with the idea being the stadium will be used not just on match days, but kind of throughout the year. Um, If the application is successful, building works expect to take place between uh, next year and 2025. Uh, with the ultimate aim being to take capacity past 60,000. So these plans, which have just been announced, are just the first phase in the development. So all very exciting. Uh, Villa are also encouraging fans to have their say 
on the club website. Um, so head there if you want to make your feelings heard. But the only Villa fan whose opinion I care about is Frankie Maguire. Uh, so Frankie, what do you think of these plans? And what would you like to see as part of the Villa Park redevelopment? It's nice to know that you care about my opinion. Even my own parents don't care about my opinion. I do. Right? Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> of course even I my, do, even my girlfriend's like nah don't don't listen to him mate she's Australian I listen, I, that's I, why I did Aussie accent there so. I, I validate I validate you Frankie if no one else does I'm here to validate <laughs> you <laughs> yeah it's like when I put tweets out and they get zero likes and I'm just like waiting for George to give me the like please uh, you just sort of leave you leave it to that one of those tweets hovering for maybe like a day before subtly deleting it. Yeah, I know, I know your game. Qu- quietly gone. It's like where well, yeah, a, a page cannot be found. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah uh, oh, look, you know, um, it's really positive news about the uh, the new stand. Um, it's uh, look, um, I think Tottenham Hotspur have set the benchmark for new stadiums, haven't they? Um, yeah, very much so. I've not been there myself. I, every single person I've spoken to who has been says it is an. I have world. been. I You've have been. been. I I've been. I went to the first game of a couple of seasons ago. Our first game back in the Premier League. We played our first the first game of the season uh, yep. away at the new stadium, and I think that might have been the first Premier League game held there, and it was uh, incredible. Not the result, granted, but the um, the facilities, the stadium, the concourses, the. Yeah. You know the bars, the the restaurants, all that sort of stuff. It's amazing. I can I can see exactly what Perslow and you know the Villa board of directors and the owners are mm. trying to achieve with this idea. It's it's trying to get that sort of you kind of you come for the football, but you stay for the you know the extra facilities that exist on uh, at the ground. And I think you know I, I think Christian Perslow said as well that if um, England win their bid for the next Euros after Germany 2028 yeah. that he wants Villa Park to be uh, one of the stadiums to host games which obviously it ha- has done in the past Euro 96 being kind of the the um the tournament that stands out for me a few other big big games have been held there too so it's going back to that uh, ability to host those those type of um, of games and and that's what this development is part of uh, trying to achieve as well. So, um, so yeah, you can see the blueprint of, of, of the Spurs ground has been set and now we're trying to try to emulate that, I think. Absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, I think we're very fortunate with Villa Park that it's a ground that um, is a, it has a classic look and a classic mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. And uh, various away fans I talk to who go to Villa Park, you know, talk about what a great experience it is. Like People just generally tend to like going there. Um, particularly away teams, unfortunately. You know, Tottenham and Man United <laughs> tend to get quite a lot of good results there, don't they? Um, yeah. But uh, I think as a as a stadium, it's aged well. I would compare that to Old Trafford, which I think has not aged well, mm. um, despite various developments that have gone over there over the last thirty years. Um, it, you know, St James's Park as well. It needs 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 development, doesn't it? It's yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, but I'd say Old Trafford's the one that really sticks out to me. Um, and Aston Villa, I think we're lucky with what the ground we have, and it's great that um, we're um, developing it even further. And obviously, if you were to pick out which end of the ground needs the most development urgently, you would say it's the North Stand. Mm-hmm. Um, just a bit of modernisation, essentially. And yes, you know, Birmingham is now um, a really great city to go out in. You know, I strongly encourage anyone who doesn't live there who listens to this 
um, to go go there and see like how much it has changed in a really mm. positive way. There's so much to do. There's so much to go out and see. And you know, Aston Villa's redevelopment can be part of that. So you'd yeah. like to see this Villa Live section they're talking about. You know, I've seen it compared to um, Box Park style feel that you get yeah, at Wembley, you get so, yeah. in Shoreditch in London, and you know, various other parts of the country. Um, and if Villa Park can have that and make it somewhere that can be a fun place to go just even in the week, you know, even aside from Villa games being on, that's going to increase revenues for Villa. And ultimately, that's the bottom line, isn't it? Villa has to raise the revenues um, and make, you know, Villa Park a, a destination place to go. And as you mentioned earlier, also somewhere that's fit to hold Euro games or even World Cup games in the future and maybe even a Champions League final at, at some point. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, it's it's a really positive development. Um, one thing I, I haven't seen is, um, you know, uh, a picture of what it would look like inside the ground. So I've not seen, you know, mm. if you sat, let's imagine you sat in the whole end or the Trinity, what what the North Stand would look like. I hope they've got something, you know, cool, uh, you know, so just something that looks a really nice bit of, um, m- like a modern. Uh, unique stand i think i always think it's important to have unique stands and i yeah i really particularly don't like that bowl look that a lot of stadiums went for in from the you know year 2000 to about 2010 a fair mm. number of grounds i've been to have just had like a they're all a bit round and blend into one i just hope villa if we fill in the corners we're able to maintain a unique feel to stands and i think tottenham whilst they have the round thing going on They've maintained that uniqueness with a couple of their stands, so hopefully yeah. we can do that as well. Well, I I, I thoroughly uh, advise and recommend anyone listening who hasn't um, had a read through of the plans to go on the official Villa website. It's got a lot of detail there, an interview with uh, Christian Perslow on there as well, kind of explaining what he hopes to achieve with these uh, these plans. Also, some nice little sketches, which look like Ellis Lowry paintings. <laughs> yeah. like little, little I was, stick men. I thought it was like, where's Wally? I was like, trying to find him. <laughs> yeah. Just where's Johan Lang? You just find his little smiling face just hidden away. Yeah, the animation leaves a lot to be desired. It's very <laughs> sketchy. I mean, it kind of looks like a six-year-old has drawn it. Oh, um, drew, if whoever drew that, if they're watching this and they're in tears now, I'm very sorry about that. I think it's really yeah. good. I it's, really you good. know, it's, it's, it's an interesting animation for sure. Um, it kind it does it does kind of look like um the guy was told maybe at about one o'clock this afternoon that um there was going to be a big announcement by the club and uh he had to quickly get some sketches out there but um but no it's it's uh it's very detailed and it gives you it gives you i mean with the the, the um villa live um development it gives you a uh, kind of a nice inside view of what that could look like it is very box park croydon for sure uh, which is cool you know it's nice it's um it's very different to what's there at the moment which is you know a car park uh, so yeah. um so that is good i mean i would say in terms of what i'd like to see a better connectivity between witten station and the ground yes and station to the rest of it yeah i mean i don't know i don't know how easy that is to um to achieve whether there'd be more people having to be involved in that network rail or i don't know yeah um but uh but that that would that would stand out for me as something that would need to be um that would need to be looked at as a, yes as a yeah absolutely transport is something that a lot of villa fans have been talking about for a long time and i believe me i've stood in those queues for a long time at uh, the train station so um birmingham city council network rail that's something aston villa has to build a relationship with and obviously they probably already have one but you know 
it's, it is quite a pressing matter, particularly if they're planning on raising the capacity of the stadium, not from not just fifty thousand to sixty thousand. Yeah. But also, yeah. You know, it, as you know, the most important people, I guess, in a, in a lot of ways as well, actually, are the local community. It's important to know what they think, so they can make their views heard on the villa. Um, if they go onto the villa website and find uh, the link, um, it is important to know what they feel about this, really, because it affects them the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, uh, you know. Um, it's just positive to think that we've got, you know, a board that is this ambitious and a board that mm. um, clearly has a vision for taking Villa to a higher level, you know, and making us look like a first-class, thoroughly modern uh, team. Um, and, you know, you compare that to what Manchester United have, and Man United have owners that fundamentally just look like they're in it to take the money out of the club and not really reinvest it. Um, yeah, so they, they've they, they've put their money where their mouth is, both on the pitch and off the pitch. You know, obviously yeah. there's been a big investment in terms of the squad, and sh- um, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm sure that will continue this summer. But but now, you know, the vision is now off the off the field as well. My, my slight concern is maybe you know um, you know Tottenham. There's been there's been concern among some Tottenham fans that the, the the investment, the loans that were taken out to build the new stadium, as incredible as it is, has meant that. On the field, they haven't as inve- haven't invested as much as uh, a lot of Spurs fans would have would have hoped. Yeah, um, that's what he asked Arsenal that, as well, wasn't it? During the yes, Arsenal exactly, so. exactly. So, yeah. so perhaps you know that's something that maybe uh, could be an issue further down the line. But you know, as things stand at the moment, um, it's 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 good, isn't it? You know, that as, as as we can see, investment on the pitch now, investment off the pitch, and if we can get the balance right between the two, then um, I can only see positive, you know, positive things coming out of it. Yeah, for sure, and you know, Villa have to up the revenues. I mean, you know, we the training kit came out on Monday as well. Mm. Um, you know, I think it, it looks all right. Uh, the pricing, though, obviously, is a big concern yeah. for Villa fans. Um, really expensive, particularly. Now that we're in the cost of living crisis, bit of a backlash um, to that, wasn't it? I saw on social media to when that was when that was yeah, announced. So, and understandable you know. as well, particularly yeah. when you compare it to the Wolverhampton Wanderers pricing, and they've got the same designer. Uh, so, although I think that I do gather there's a there's a difference in how Wolves mm, produce their clothes. I think I don't think they've got the set of we Villa are using fanatics. I think Wolves might be in a house. So perhaps mm. that's a reason Wolves are cheaper. That's probably something Villa have to, that's something Aston Villa do have to address because clearly there's a lot of fans who are not going to be able, who want to get this stuff and mm. can't afford to do it. Um, so that's, yes, fundamentally something that Villa are going to have to deal with. But, you know, on, on the other side as well, we're talking about the new stadium or the new stand, sorry, um, and revenues are a part of it. The financial fair play, Villa ultimately has to do have to up the revenues at some point. Um, so hopefully the new stand can be a huge part of that and 60,000 eventually. Yeah. Well, there's a huge, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a huge uh, backlog in terms of those waiting to get season tickets, isn't there? There's, there's a, there's a huge desire, uh, amongst people in Birmingham and other areas to, to, to get in and see the villa week in, week out. So, um, obviously that is it's, you know, it's meeting demand. The demand is there. Hmm. We just don't have the supply. So obviously we, the, the more seats we have, the more we can fill Villa Park and the more incredible it's going to be. I, th- I think it's I think it's really, really exciting. Um, I'm really, yeah. really, really looking forward to it. I mean, what I haven't seen as part of the development plans, I've, I've looked quite thoroughly. There's, I can't see anywhere um, a statue to Bosco Balaban. I don't know if you've <laughs> seen that. Um, 
Have you have you seen that anywhere? I, I, it's no, not I, on the Ellis Lowry pictures that I've seen. Uh, it's not sketched in. So uh, that's going to be announced as part of the, maybe the second phase. I don't I don't know. What do you I, think? Yeah, I think that might be the second phase. <laughs> they're probably going to, to be honest. They're probably planning on putting outside the whole tent. Yeah, uh, that's right. Understandable. Yeah, yeah. Um, where, where he scored all his goals. Yes, I think the, <laughs> there might be a mural as well um, for him. And uh, who's who's a youth player who's played one season? Tim Agrobenum. Yeah. Tim, Tim Agrobenum. Er, sorry. Um, but yes. So, yes, a mural to all of our youth players. But uh, yeah, yeah, the Bosco Balaban statue. I, I, I am. I might put that in my con- my feedback. I might just put yeah, like, put, the, put the, Yeah, put that in the feedback. Um, I hope it ends up looking like the one that they did to Ronaldo in the in that airport. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the one he had to redo. The one that looked like um, Niall Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I've, I've completely forgotten what Bosco Balaban actually looks like, so they could literally do well, anything to this statue, and I'd, I'd, I'd trust it was Balaban. <laughs> I remember he had a curtain haircut like I did. I mean, I, yeah. that, I, I thought he was going to be a big deal, so my shirt that year has Balaban number nine on <laughs> the back. That's amazing. <laughs> it's a... It's a, it's a uh, it's one to keep that, I think. Probably that, yeah, money, that's, though, that's, you could probably make a bit of money off that, mate. Well, you probably couldn't, but um, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely I, I mean, it's look, a hell of a thing to have. I was led astray by Alan McAnally, like Villa <laughs> legend Alan Mac- and Bayern Munich legend Alan McAnally, because um, he uh, he was on Soccer Saturday, I remember. I remember watching it, because my dad watched that every week, and I used to watch it religiously with him. And um, I remember uh, Alan McAnally going... If Aston Villa sign Bosco Balaban, they'll have a good season. If they don't sign Bosco Balaban, they'll have a bad season. And so, obviously, I was like, well, we've signed him, so... Yeah. I'm I'm going to put this out there. I don't think um, Alan McAnally watched much Croatian football. Um, he must have... I'm just, I, you know, I, I mean, whether he, he could, be, he could be a big fan of Dynamo Zagreb in the early, in the early noughties and, yeah. and watched Balaban before he joined us. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm going to put it out there and say that he probably didn't. Yeah, he may have been led um, astray by a, a, a scout or a friend, but yeah, poss- possibly, possibly. Wasn't but there we be. go. But I've still Wasn't got that shirt framed on my, on my wall. All Villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now we're on to our second big Villa story of the last uh, few days. The prospect of a new club crest. Mm. Again, Villa have asked fans for their say. There seems to be a bit of a divide in the camp. Are you team brown badge or team shield badge? You know, it's like, are you blur or oasis? Are you rolling stones? Are you Beatles? Are you Watkins? Are you Ings? Um, what do we go for? Frankie, what what are you thinking with this one? Are you George? Are you Frankie? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tough one. Um, well, look, I started supporting Aston Villa in the year 1992. Uh, so for our younger listeners, yeah, that's, that's a long time ago. Um, so I've only ever known the Shield. I, I'm just, I just have like affection mm. for the shield it's just what the, the shield shape I, I just i don't know i've i've just sort of grown attached to it i guess so my kind of emotional resonance with the round badge isn't really there uh in the same way it is for a lot of other people um villa had 
obviously the European Cup and the tremendous success of the Ron Saunders era with that round badge mm-hmm. and some classic shirts with it on as well. So obviously it's a, it's a very popular badge for a lot of Villa fans. So, I, you know, whatever it is, I'll, I'll be, you know, fine, as long as it's not absolutely terrible, in which case... Then I won't be fine. What what is <laughs> what is your idea of absolutely terrible? Because we because we look back through the yeah. history of the Villa badge, and this is going way way back way back when to essentially 1874 when the club was formed, mm. and they more or less kind of all look the same, bar one. Yes, which looked utterly bizarre. It was it was. I mean, you should Google this if you haven't seen this. It's it's like red, blue, yellow. I think it's a she- in a shield shape, and it's got the words forward underneath it kind of like in the same style yeah. as prepared but just the word forward instead when did that happen it, and why did that happen i don't it, know is it the original is it the the flag of birmingham like it is looks that, as in as in yeah i mean it looks like it could the, be they look it, quite similar i think yeah um but yeah I, i'm um would you want that <laughs> bring it back Actually. that that's that's where they're gonna go like so like out there and left field, isn't it bringing back the the og the the true OG um, yeah. badge. Uh, I don't know. There's a couple of like really old ones I absolutely love. I'm like, oh, if I saw that come back, I'd be mm. straight down the the Villa store, blow my life savings. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, look, look. I I have a feeling they're going to go round badge. I think. Mm, I think if they're going to if they're going to well. change the shape of the badge, I assume round is the natural way to go unless they sort of do that Fiorentina diamond shape I think is it Fiorentina of that I think it, I think it might be yeah 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 um but yeah uh yeah round I mean who what modern um teams have it Man City has a round badge Chelsea has a round Chelsea, badge yeah uh and they're both very you know very marketed teams aren't they both very modern I guess in how they do things so Villa I guess if, if, I, if I was to guess, I think it's probably going to go around. Um, and I've seen a few things floating around on Twitter that people have mocked up and done themselves and fair play. I think there's a lot of very talented uh, Villa fan graphic designers out there. Well, we 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 also had a bash at, at the, the new design, didn't we? We did. If you haven't seen this, it's on our, it's on our Twitter page. And I thought, what better, uh, what better symbol to embrace um, kind of, you know, the, the villa of the future is to celebrate them a moment in time which helped guarantee our place at the top table of English football remaining in the Premier League. So we thought we'd go round badge, but in the middle, a little photo of um, Orion Nylon's, in quotation marks, save against uh, Sheffield yeah, United. Save of the season, uh, that. It was a good, it was a good, it was so good, it managed to fall... Um, Hawkeye uh the yeah. Hawkeye gods were smiling down on us that day uh and the goal wasn't given and we I think we did, did we draw that game in the end I think we drew it nil nil there was a you know very vital point in that relegation battle um so yeah so I think and there was a lot of love for that uh so I think Perslow mm. if you if you're sorry Mr Perslow oh. sorry sir if you're listening um well, my phone's know, just something to think about my phone wouldn't stop going off I was like bloody like well Villa fans really like this yeah, badge. So yeah, as you say, Mister Perslow. I was actually I was actually looking at it today when they showed the the redevelopment plans, and I was like, have they got our badge up there? Our club, <laughs> club crests. 
Yeah, one is it? No. Yeah, but, maybe um, they published the wrong the wrong images. But um, yeah, probably. But yeah, no, I, I think um, yeah, I mean, I'm totally with you, Frankie. I I grew up with a shield. I think for my our my our generation, I guess, is probably the uh the shield with the the claret and blue stripes behind yeah, the that's lion the, that's, that's probably my, the one i remember yeah. from my formative years as a villa fan um yeah. and it has changed it has changed obviously since then to the well initially we had the essentially the badge we have now except we had prepared underneath it and that was sort of subtly yeah. removed a couple of years ago um probably at great cost um <laughs> yeah um and then now obviously now we have a much cleaner kind of like lion with the sort of european cup star and avfc i think personally i i, I like i prefer maybe to have the full club name there aston villa fc yes um, same might be nice maybe to have the year that we were formed 1874 i mean to be honest i'm a bit like you I, i'm I, i'm sure whatever design they come up with will be um will be will be will be good will be great and i'll 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 get behind it oh you Uh, say that and then wait till it's revealed and we're like what the hell why would they put a mermaid in there what's mermaid got to do with (laughs) yeah why are there pirates on top of this crest (laughs) yeah (laughs) what's that got to do with birmingham (laughs) jurassic park well it was popular at the time the movie so you know people like dinosaurs no one will be like the badge Killian Murphy in the middle of it wearing his Peaky Blinders outfit, yeah. um, something like that. Well, the, the I mean, it, it, fans. it could be worse. It could be worse, couldn't it? Because remember Leeds United, everyone remembers that Leeds United badge a couple of years ago when they tried to rebrand and it was that awful one with the the bloke with his with his arm over the, the, the club badge. You remember that the one? Best thing I've ever, one of the best days on Twitter I've ever had that Just one. Was unbelievable. Incredible. So they could get it wrong. They could get yeah. it very wrong. But um the, the decisions the current ownership have made have been pretty universally popular. So it would be a hell of a thing to, to do something terrible now. Um, so yeah, I, I, I look forward to it. I think more than anything, and I'm sure they'll do a, they'll do a good job. I think so. And also George, just want to ask you, you know, not too long now until the, the boys go off to Australia. Yep. Pre-season tour. Do you think we might get another player in before they head off? Ooh, well, I don't know. It seems like um, I've just been sort of following Fabrizio Romano, the famed uh, transfer journo on Twitter, and he's mentioned potentially a left back seems to be quite close. I don't know if you've, yes. you've seen that. Um, I think I think uh, Gerard would absolutely love to make as many signings as he can before we start our pre-season campaign. We've made three, as we've talked about already. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a couple of others will go before we, uh, or at least probably be left behind um, in the anticipation that they will move on. But yeah, in terms of uh, in terms of incomings, yeah, maybe hopefully one one or mm-hmm. two would be would be nice. A couple of links with Conor Gallagher, I've seen they're becoming stronger. Those rumours, but mm-hmm. you know, I feel like every 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 club in the Premier League below sixth has been linked with with him. So. Uh, I don't know, but hopefully, I mean, I think Gerard is a fan of his, but who wouldn't be after the season he had last last year? So, um, well, Neymar's looking for a new see. challenge, isn't he? Appears to be, so, you know, yeah, well, this, this is where this is where the likes of Coutinho yeah. and Douglas Luiz come into play. You know, just get it, get in his ear. This on, is where they got to uh, pull their way. Duty. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah I, I, I'm the one that so so interviewed neil dunworth the other day on from the for the love of paul mcgraw podcast um really excellent uh 
person to chat to, really knows his stuff. And uh, it's on YouTube if you want to check that out. And um, he said, you know, the Conor Gallagher one was a link that's not going away. It hasn't mm-hmm. gone away. And uh, I tend to agree with that. It's, it's, I have a feeling Chelsea are making their moves now. Raheem Sterling looks like he might be on his way. Rafinha, I think, from Leeds might be another one on his way. Yeah, it's linked. Yeah. So once those signings happen, Chelsea need to sell players, presumably. And I think Conor Gallagher might be one that can get them a bit of money as a player and as a player who won't likely start much for them if he stays next season. I have a feeling he might well go if a good bid comes in for him. And I'd put Villa quite high up as a likely side to go for him. Mm-hmm. I think he is. It seems to be quite divisive. Some people really don't seem to want him and others really seem to want him. Um, I presume if Douglas Louise were to go, maybe Gallagher would not be the worst replacement in the world. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I really like him. I said it, mm-hmm. I mean, after he played Palace um, at the end of the season and... Um, I actually said on the podcast, you know, I said, uh, uh, Mr. Perslow. Yeah, Mr. yeah. Perslow. I remember. The saddest man ever, mark, Mr. Per- mark of respect there. Yeah. CEO. <laughs> I said, Christian Perslow, <laughs> sign. Uh, I said, look, check out Conor Gallagher. I love the man. I, I do. I really like him. I think he's a really good player. Mm. Um, and very young and only going to keep improving. Um, and has sell-on value as well at his age. Um, and I think would add something to Villa. And I think, you know, could probably play where, you know, rotate with McGinn and um, Ramsey, I guess, in those two positions. Those three players, that, that's that's three pretty good players to have as yeah. best who can push forward and you can probably step back as well if, say, Bubikar Kamara got an injury, but hopefully that won't happen and you'd think Nakamba would be the one to step in there. So, I don't know. I, there's probably other parts of the pitch that people could argue Villa need to target more. But if we were to go for Gallagher and to get him, I don't think that'd be a bad move. Myself. No, I, I would no, I would be I would agree with you. I think you know you you want to sign good players, don't you, to, to elevate your club and help you push on. And and Gallagher's certainly one of those. He's obviously broken into the England squad now and which probably uh, inflated his value a bit a bit more. Um Chelsea financially, where do they stand now that Roman's gone and his money's gone? Um I'm not saying that that who's their new owner? Todd, Todd Bowley. Todd Bowley. Yeah, Todd Bowley is is um, you know um, they're going to go big, very wealthy because you know yeah. they clearly got a lot of money to invest. Uh, but um, but it's yeah, it's 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 it's, it's yeah, I, you, it's not going to be as much as 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 Abramovich. You'd think he's not it wouldn't seem to be as wealthy as as Abramovich. Um, so so maybe they might they might think about letting sort of fringe players go. I mean, it just has a quality of Chelsea, doesn't it? That Conor Gallagher is 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 essentially classed as a fringe player hmm. um but yeah i mean he's young enough to improve and develop and, and get even better um and um yeah i'd love to see him develop because he's, he's he's got tons of energy um gets up and down he's obviously um he's a he's a creator he, he scores goals um you know scored sort of a fair number of goals for palace last season so yeah he's a good player and, as well yeah yeah uh, zinchenko is a player i'd like might, yeah, if, we, if he were to come, very intelligent, very versatile, can fill in at left back and in midfield. Yeah, I like him. If that was to happen, great. Um, but it's whether it's whether he would. You know, he's a bit part player at Man City. Why would he move to Villa to also become a? Essentially, would probably take advantage of his 
mm. utility, you know, is, is, is usefulness. Yeah. Um, and he probably wouldn't start too many games, which I think he'd probably want to. He's good enough. I mean, he's a, he is a oh, fantastic player. Yeah, player. Um, and so he probably should move to a club where he's going to start. And I don't know whether that would be at us. Yeah, I got Chelsea linked with him as well. It seems like Chelsea are right in City for Ake, Sterling yeah. and Zinchenko are the, are the links today. I think Sterling looks the most likely, which is really surprising to me, to be honest. But this is not a Man City or Chelsea podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, it is an Aston Villa yeah, podcast. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another player in before we get to go to Australia. We, the Villa players go to Australia. Um, but... Uh, probably left back as you mentioned earlier okay i think that wraps up everything uh today for now so thank you everybody for listening and watching if you're um streaming this on youtube i've been your host george Zielinski. frankie i will catch you later catch you in a bit have a good one and up the villa up the villa francos and as i say goodbye from me we will be back again soon but until then come on super aston villa <laughs>